Hey y'all, what's up? I'm Simone Rose and you're listening to the Notebooks and Coffee podcast where we talk about real life and your mental health. As you know, I'm not a licensed therapist. However, each week I get on here and I share my stories with you all in hopes that I can encourage at least one of you to share yours. That being said, grab your cups. Let's talk about it. So today I wanted to talk about something that took me a really long time to realize um, that it was affecting my mental health. And that is being hyper-independent and being afraid to ask for help. I've always been taught to kind of get it on my own and deal with things on my own. So that's literally how I handle a lot or how I used to handle a lot, should I say. I just take care of it, take care of it on my own. But in recent months, I'll say, because it hasn't, I won't say it's been years, but in recent months, I've gotten really accustomed to asking for help or being vocal about not being okay. Um, so what it means to be hyper independent is to be overly independent. Like you don't see value in relationships and it's not necessarily intentional that you don't see the value in these relationships but you tend to like exclude other people and you do that or I've done that um because my my ability to trust had been so damaged that it became hard for me to believe anything that someone said to me or just anyone in general um it, it was hard. And it started, I honestly, I would say when I was about 14. After um, being sexually assaulted and how the situation was handled, so to speak, um, by the police, by family, um, the questions that I got afterwards, it really made it hard for me to trust anybody or feel like anybody was there for me and it's literally put a strain on me mentally because like I trained my mind to be too strong and what I mean by too strong is I've trained my mind to not allow anybody to be there for me and for a really long time it it affected me negatively, um, mentally, and sometimes even physically or emotionally, because once I'm mentally gone or stressed out, it affects my eating habits. I'll either eat too much or I won't eat at all. Um, emotionally, I'll be all over the place. And it, it dawned on me, y'all know I'm in therapy, so a lot of stuff is just hitting me left and right. Like, this is oh, this makes sense, or aha, uh-huh, I figured out why I'm this way, um, but I had to ask myself, like, who, who hurt me, or who was it that literally fucked up my trust, and I had to, like, pinpoint a moment where I was let down, so I have no choice now but to literally watch over me 
And that was when, um, like I said, I was 14 and I was sexually assaulted. But I was with a young lady who was my friend at the time. Like we were super, super close. I'm talking about every other weekend I was at her house or she was at mine. You know, our parents, when one was acting up, one mom would call the other mom and vice versa. But when I was 14, she and I were out. We were at the mall um, and we left the mall and there was this, this car and she walked over to the car as if she knew the guys in the car. Um, she was very comfortable. So I followed my friend and that particular day, like my life changed. And in that moment, trust was broken and I felt like I was by myself and I kept this to myself for, I want to say like two or three weeks. I didn't tell my mom. I didn't have a relationship with my dad at the time. I didn't tell my sister. I didn't talk to anybody about it. It literally, the only reason that it came out was because I had been sitting in homeroom with another girlfriend and she was telling me, you know, that she had gone through it and, you know, she was depressed. And I was like, oh, well, don't feel bad. Like, I went through it, too, two weeks ago. I didn't know that she was going to go tell the guidance counselor that I told her what happened to me. So the guidance counselor calls me down. I'll never forget. We were outside at a fire drill. My mom pulls up. And every time my mom came to whatever school I was in, she was always in pajamas, very comfortable. But she was always in pajamas. Um, not because she didn't have no clothes, but because she worked overnight. So she came to get me and I think I've told bits and pieces of the story, but I remember going over to my sister's house at the time and then the police come in there and one of the first questions that was asked by my mom and by one of the officers was, well, what did you have on? Like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? How does me being sexually assaulted even equate to what I had on? Mind you, I had on a t-shirt and some gray sweatpants and some Reeboks, the, the low-cut princesses. I think those were called princesses. They were the low, the low cuts and they were round. Um, but anyway, but it was that moment where it was just like, damn. Like, I really... Really don't have nobody to talk to. Really don't have anybody that I can trust because I'm telling you something that literally changed my life. I was 14. And instead of being there or initially being there, the response was. What did you have on? So for me, that kind of, it put me in a, in a terrible headspace. And like being in therapy, I'm uncovering a lot of shit. 
y'all been uncovering a lot of shit. Like, Jesus, I've been like this fucked up for this long. Um, but that was a moment in which I realized, like, or I felt like I didn't have anybody I could trust. I didn't have anybody I could talk to. So I became dependent solely on me. Um, not really letting people in. And the few people that I did let in, it took a really long time for me to let them in. Because I didn't trust anybody. Like, I felt like everyone had an ulterior motive. And that wasn't always the case. Now, some folks did have um, an ulterior motive when it came to me. But some people were very genuine. And to this day, like, I have friends that I've been friends with for over 20 years. But it took time to, like, let these people in from the time I was 14, even up until now. I still find it hard to trust. I still find it hard to go to someone and say, something's wrong or I need help. Because for a really long time, I thought that it wasn't okay for me to vocalize that there was something wrong out of fear it wouldn't be believed or what the, the what the response would be and I'm learning um I can't say that I've learned because this is still something that I struggle with I I wish I could sit here and say I ask for help all the time when I need help but I don't um, I still struggle with that I feel like if I had to, you know, rate it on scale of one to ten, I'm about at a four and five-ish on a good day. I'm still learning how to not be so independent. Um, even in recent years, like as an adult, as a whole grown adult woman, I find myself being overly independent. Because I fear when I do let my guard down or I do open up to trust, it's going to fuck me over in the long run. And that makes me nervous as hell. There are times when I feel like I'm by myself. And there could be two or three other people in the room. But mentally, like, where my mind is sometimes, it's just like I'm literally by myself. It's just me. And that's a terrible place to be in, to literally feel like there's no one there for you. Or nobody will ever be there for you. Or people will only allow you to be vulnerable to use it against you. It's it's a difficult situation for me to be in, honestly. And I know that there are, you know, other people dealing with the same thing. Like hyper independent. They don't ask for help. They don't really see 
value in relationships because of something that happened and whether it was in their childhood or their adult life nine times out of ten something in your childhood triggered you to literally say fuck everybody i don't trust people i don't need anybody it's just me myself and i when the reality of it is we all need somebody it's inevitable we all need somebody but something happened um in your childhood or in your adult life that hit this switch that says you know don't you can't depend on anybody you got to do it all by yourself and for me that switch turned on when i was 14. And it was from then to, I think my first, I want to say like my first, not real relationship because I was in high school. The relationship wasn't real, but I had started, I had a little boyfriend, as my mom said. I had a little boyfriend when I was um, 15. And like from there on, even with him, right after the situation happened like i i latched onto him and then we had this i'm not gonna say terrible yeah well i was gonna say i'm not gonna say terrible relationship but we call it a spade a spade it was a shit show of a relationship off and on um from the time i was 15 till i was 22 and it didn't help that I latched on to him right after the incident that happened when I was 14. Because I latched on to him thinking that he would save me in essence or protect me and give me somebody to trust or give me somebody to lean on. And shit, that didn't work. Hands down, like what I'm not... <laughs> I can say it was one of the worst decisions that I've made. However, I was young and I was dumb. You live and you learn. Um, but I say all of that to say is it is okay to need someone. Um, it is okay to ask for help. And I feel like had I spoken up back then, I wouldn't be as independent as I am not that being independent is a bad thing but when you're overly independent you tend to shut out other people I know I've shut out a lot of people that have cared for me over the years because I didn't let them do anything for me I've always done it by myself or figured I had to do things for myself so there's nothing wrong with being independent for me i feel like there are boundaries to being independent and i am as i'm growing on this lovely journey that i'm on um i'm learning that there are boundaries to my independence and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that
nothing wrong with that at all. Um, this particular topic, I'm not going to say it's been on my mind for a while because it hasn't. It's just something that popped in my head a couple weeks ago. And then I went to Vegas a few days ago. I took a took a trip a few days ago. It was a girl's trip. And I was talking to my female best friend um, of over 20 years. And you know how you talk to somebody and they say something that's right, but you don't want to admit that they're right to you? You're like, I wish you shut up. We had one of those moments on the way from the airport to the hotel. We were sitting in the shuttle and we were talking. And when she said it, what she said to me was, you haven't been the same since. Um, hell, I don't even have a name to call this man. So I'm not going to say his name um, on air. But you haven't been the same since such and such. And I had to think about it. And I thought about what happened before and how I ended up, even ended up with this person. And I was like, well, shit. Huh. And it made me think. So now, like I had that aha moment, but it was just like, all right, so now how do I fix it? Like, what do I do? And I haven't figured that out yet. I'm trying to be open trying to let people in and I know people are thinking like you have a whole podcast where you like share your life <laughs> with everyone but I'm trying to figure out how to let people in that can actually see me and be around me um but after talking to my best friend it was just like well damn now I really got I got some stuff I gotta think about and I, I'm telling y'all I can't wait to talk to my therapist I'm so mad I missed my session um, I was supposed to have it when we got back or when my flight landed. However, I'm on the East Coast and the time zone difference between um, East Coast and West Coast is something serious. Like, I literally feel like I've been up for days now and my body just won't do right. So when I landed, I had this mean headache and it's probably because I didn't eat anything before I got on the plane. But I had this mean headache and I texted my therapist and was like, hey, can I reschedule um, my session? Because I don't feel good. And she said, you know, sure, just let me know when you're available. And then today, as I'm ta I was talking to her and, you know, she was like, how's your head doing? And I was like, it's doing okay. And she was like, well, you know, how are you feeling? And I was like, I'm tired. And she was like, you know, from your head. And I was like, no, my back is just tired. I haven't adjusted. To, to being back on normal time, as I call it. But I haven't adjusted to being back. And then, like, my mind has just been going a mile a minute. Like, I cried all day the other day. And I got a lot of stuff that I want to talk to you about. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, that's stuff I want to talk about. I feel comfortable talking to my therapist because I feel like she ain't going to judge me. And if she is judging me, she's not going to say that she's judging me because, I mean, it's her job. But, um, yeah, so I just wanted to, to touch base a little bit on um, what it is to be hyper-independent and 
to recognize that something happened. Like you weren't born hyper independent. Something happened in your life to to make you this way, to make you feel like you're on your own and you got to do everything by yourself. And that is so far from true, but a lot of people struggle with it. I am one struggling with letting someone else help. Um, taking the weight off of me. Here's a saying. I don't, I can't remember the saying verbatim, but it's something like, you know, just because it doesn't look heavy or just because she carries it well or he or she carries it well doesn't mean that it's not heavy. Um, and that is so true. And that equates with hyper-independence to me because I carry shit very well. You will never know that there's something wrong with me unless I physically come out and say, hey, I'm not okay. Something is wrong. You will never know. You will look at me. You won't know that I'm having an episode with my lupus. You won't know that I can't feel my feet. You won't know that I'm not able to walk. You won't know that, you know, I'm going through anything internally because I carry it so well. And though I carry it so well mentally, that shit is draining. It is very draining. And it was literally, it wasn't until, like I said, I had this conversation with my girlfriend and she was like, this is, you know, where it all started. And I was just like, well, shit, I got to unpack this bag. Like, I'm unpacking a lot of baggage, like suitcase by suitcase, but I'm loving it. It's taking me a lot longer than what I thought it was, but I'm definitely loving it. And I hope that by hearing this story, it helps someone unload their baggage or at least acknowledge that something changed them and that they need to get back to them or who they truly are by allowing someone to help them. All right, y'all. I'll catch y'all next week.